This episode is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. There are legends around here. Who died my G fucking king of the zombies? Even if only in their own minds. <laughs> Forgotten, but not yet dead. I want to play a game. Some have tried to stop them, but they keep coming back. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. Coming to entertain you. They are the Crystal Lake Soldiers. Welcome back to the Crystal Lake Soldiers Podcast. My name is Isaiah, and I am joined today by Bailey. How are you doing today, Bailey? You know, man, I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. I'm ready to talk Halloween 3. I am too. It's, 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 been, a, it's been a while since I've watched it. Uh, Halloween 3 is... It took a while for it to become a, a movie I actually liked, because uh, obviously the, the main reasons why with like no Michael Myers and, and stuff like that. But right. that was, that was before I actually jumped in and actually started enjoying the movie. Um, you know, after finally seeing it instead of just bashing it beforehand, but we'll get into all that though. Um, here in, in a little bit. So, uh, if you're joining us, you know, thank you for checking out this week's episode. We are in the middle of a series kind of going through each of the Halloween movies leading up to Halloween kills, which is coming out in October. So, uh, we're, we've covered already Halloween one and two, obviously, seen as we're on Halloween three, and uh, super excited for this series and to see where this goes and whatnot. And it's 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 actually a milestone episode for us as well. Uh, this is our one hundredth episode for the mm-hmm. Crystal Lake Soldiers, and with that, actually, there's been some changes with the show. So obviously, I'm I'm here and I'm joined by Bailey, who's actually going to be joining us, you know, on a more regular basis here. And Bailey's actually a part of the Slash and Cast podcast network as well with his other show, uh, We Came From Beneath the Sea, uh, which That's is right. really great, and you guys should check that out as well. Um, they've got a lot of good content as, uh, with that show also. So um, I'm super excited to have Bailey on board. Uh, the other guys, uh, Sean, uh, Ted, and Mark, decided to step away from the show, and, and it's totally cool. I mean, I've been friends with these guys for years. And honestly, it's with the whole podcasting thing, it's understandable because a lot of times you get burnt out and you just don't really want to do it anymore. So it's totally understandable. It's totally cool. It was definitely um, no hard feelings or anything like that. So I'm, I'm super excited for where the show is going. And uh, especially kind of at this milestone uh, episode, you know, with, with 100 episodes. Because I didn't, I never thought when I originally thought of having this podcast, I never thought we were going to make it this far. So this is, this is very, very exciting. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations, man. I'm, I'm glad you've made it this far. Yes. And I, I, I appreciate that. And so with, with kind of this kind of shift and change with the show, uh, obviously we're going to be continuing with the Halloween series and throughout this. Um, Cause we've been a weekly podcast for ever since the inception. So, over two years now. So, mm-hmm. but after the end of this Halloween series, we're going to be shifting and kind of going bi-weekly just for those of you that are listening, just to kind of prepare you just to, uh, just to make it so we can make more quality content and just, instead of just trying to get out a weekly episode every week. So it'll be good for me just as kind of things have changed with me and 
you know, the relationship I'm in with my, my girlfriend now and kind of focusing a lot of time there, but I still want to be able to bring you guys some quality content. And I think we'll be able to do that by doing it biweekly. So, um, that'll be coming after the Halloween series is done and over with. So we'll still have the weekly episodes going forward through the, the rest of the series. And then we'll be sw- switching to, uh, biweekly episodes in November. So I'm super pumped for that. But, uh, you know, before we get into talking about Halloween 3 and everything, um, you know, what have you been up to lately, Bailey? I know we've been kind of, uh, you know, talking a little bit more recently. Um, but, yeah, what, what have you been up to? Uh, working a lot. Um, so uh, I have recently, about three months ago, I started an attempt service in a freight forwarding in the freight forwarding industry. Um, and I actually just got the news today that I am being hired on podcasting, obviously, you know, with my friends, Zach and Brandon, my co-hosts of We Came From Beneath the Sea. And uh, hopefully after the Halloween series is over and we start doing this biweekly, being more present over here. And I actually, with some of my other friends, we are going to be starting, I don't know if we're doing it biweekly or we're going to do it monthly, but we will be doing a like current news um, podcast where we just talk about things that are going on in the world and Okay. Weigh in on them a little bit. Very cool. Yeah. Busy, busy, busy. Yeah. No kidding. I'm right there with you. Cause I know for me, for myself, uh, obviously I've, I've, I've had the whole girlfriend situation. So I honestly, I'm spending most of my time with her right. and, and whatnot. We've been doing a lot of camping and stuff and just kind of getting outdoors. Oh, dude, and that's so fun. Oh my God. It's been, it's been so I've seen nice. your lake pictures, man. They look great. I wish I was there. I know. Right. Uh, so you know, because it's it's been kind of a very like one eighty transition, you know, from before. Because especially with COVID and everything, it's been I've been inside most of the time for the last year and a half, and so mm-hmm. to have this opportunity and be able to spend my time with somebody I really care about and doing stuff I, I like to do besides you know podcasting and watching movies and stuff has been a very much a blessing. So, mm-hmm. you know, uh, getting out, spending time with my family too, and meeting her family. It's, 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 it's been a lot of fun, but on, on top yeah. of that, I mean, also still getting in my, my movie watching and stuff and, oh, yeah, for sure. and a little bit of gaming here and there. Not, not as much gaming as I'd like to, but Same. honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm more happy just spending time doing stuff instead of just playing games in front of a TV all the time. So, but I've been kind of keeping up with some uh, some movies and, and whatnot. I, I obviously with the Halloween movies, watching those, getting ready for the episodes for this. But also, um, uh, what was it? I just saw recently. Um, shit, I can't even remember. I've been, <laughs> I've I've had so much stuff going on. I, I can't even remember what I've been watching. Um, I don't remember what the last movie I watched was. I think it was. Uh... I think it was death proof for we came for beneath to see when I watched that. Yeah. And I got to listen to you guys' episode on that. Cause I love death proof. Oh, it was a fun one, man, for sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. Um, what, what, uh, what were your thoughts on, uh, um, planet terror as well? Um, so I want to cover, I think the next round that it's my turn to do, uh, standalone, which is where, what we're doing right now. We're going to do standalones probably for a couple months because I am just so burnt out on doing franchises. Sure. Oh, but uh, I think I'm going to do Planet Terror next. So I have a really weird, hazy memory with those. So like okay. I said in the episode, I remember seeing bits and pieces of Planet Terror. Like I know I've seen them and I was a child when I saw them. I remember that, but I just do not remember these movies whatsoever. But Planet Terror, from what I remember, was just balls to the wall craziness. And, you know, I like that stuff. So 
Yeah, I it, it's been a while since I watched both of them, and I, I, I really do need to revisit them just because I, I do love them. Um, but yeah, I I remember at first I liked Planet Terror more than Death Proof, but over mm-hmm. time I've just come to appreciate Death Proof so much more um, right. that it's it's my preferred movie uh, of of those two. So right, and plus it's Tarantino, so I mean it's dude, I am a huge Tarantino <laughs> fan, and I also say this in the episode, I'm like I'm a Tarantino fan, as in like I'm not one of those film douche guys. I'm just like yeah, Quentin Tarantino is my favorite director, bro. Right, like he's actually legitimately one of my favorite directors because of his background. You know, he didn't go to film school. Also, with me going into pre-production for a short uh, next summer, so mm-hmm. I think that's some good inspiration for me. Definitely, no, definitely, and yeah, Tarantino's so fucking good. I I don't yeah. think there's one movie he's done that um, I haven't liked, you know, or loved rather. You know, it's every single one of his movies I, f- I fucking enjoyed. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, the one that I would probably say of his that I wouldn't necessarily say I, I, I don't love, but it's just probably the least on my list would probably be Hateful Eight just because I thought that dragged out a little bit. Mm. But at the same time, it's still fucking fantastic. Right. So That's one of the only ones of his I haven't seen. I haven't seen the Hateful Eight. And I haven't seen Jackie Brown, but I've seen the other seven. Okay. Yeah, so... Definitely love Tarantino's movies. Probably my favorite is probably Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, honestly. Oh, I love that one. Yeah, I, I, and honestly, the, the the weird thing is with the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, um, I haven't bought the, the Blu-ray yet, even though I, I probably should have at this point, because I, mean, I, 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 I buy so many well. fucking movies. <laughs> so, um, so that's definitely on my list of movies I need to buy still. Um, but yeah. I've, I've got a long list of those, so that could be a while before I actually get it. So it is what it is. That's right. We get to it when we get to it. Exactly. Exactly. I'm in, I'm in no rush. Um, anyways, though, are, are you ready to talk some Halloween three? I am ready, man. And before we do, so this movie actually, so I grew up watching the Halloween franchise. That's one of my mom's favorite franchises. She's the one that got me introduced into horror movies. Mm-hmm. And so we never, ever watched it. was 17. Okay. And I was under the impression, oh, it's so bad because Michael Myers isn't in it. And I watched it for the first time and I absolutely loved it. And I was like, well, mom was wrong. Okay. This, this, this time mom's wrong. <laughs> and there ain't nothing wrong with that. Can't always right. be right every time. All right, well, let's go ahead and take a look at Halloween 3, The Season of the Witch. You don't really know much about Halloween. Halloween, the barriers will be down between the real and the unreal. And the dead might be looking in. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. Halloween, you. you happen to know anything about this Cochran? All I can tell you, mister, is watch out. Season He's watching you, friend, I guarantee you that. Trick or treat, trick or treat. Hey, Mr. Cochran, just what is the final process? Fellas, I was just kidding. Witchcraft. To us, it was a way of controlling our environment. Hey! Where are they taking her? They're taking her to the factory. I want a mask. Can I have a mask? Uh, just what I had in mind for you, little buddy. Why, Cochran? Why? Do I need a reason? 
I've got nothing here to indicate there was ever a body at all. Operator, this is an emergency. I do love a good joke, and this is the best ever. A joke on the children. I'm glad you'll be able to watch it. You've got to believe me. They're going to kill us. All of us. Stop it! The world's going to change tonight, Doctor. Happy Halloween. Stop it! Halloween 3, season of the witch, the night no one comes home. All right, so Halloween 3 was released on October 22nd, 1982, so just a year after Halloween 2. This mm-hmm. was uh, directed by Tommy Lee Wallace, who was obviously involved with Halloween 1 as um, as well. And, so he, and we talked in the last episode about how he originally was approached to direct and uh, everything for Halloween 2, but ended up not doing it, obviously, because Rick Rosenthal directed Halloween 2. So he ended up getting his, uh, his opportunity to do this one because it was kind of a new story, and so he jumped at the opportunity to do this because of that. So yeah. that was kind of cool um, to hear about because um, he's, he's very talented as a, as a director. And, oh, and yeah. Definitely. Um, and then you have a great cast for this movie because obviously you've got Tom Atkins, who's a fucking legend. I mean, you can't go or, wrong with the stash. Sure. Um, you've got Stacey uh, Nelkin, who's kind of the love interest of Tom Atkins in this movie. And then you have Dan o- O'Harely, who's uh, uh, Colonel Cochran in this, mm-hmm. and he's the big bad of the movie. And um, very, very established actor uh, and very well uh, casted for, for this movie as, as the big evil dude in this. So um, with this movie, this only had a budget of $2.5 million. Mm-hmm. The problem is with this movie is it only grossed about $14 million, which is quite a bit less than Halloween and Halloween 2. Right. And almost half of that was grossed in the opening weekend in the U.S. <laughs> so it really didn't make a whole lot of money. And obviously that had a lot to do with the fact that uh, it didn't feature Michael Myers, was a totally different story. So it was, I could see where it could be very confusing for a lot of people about why it's called Halloween 3 but doesn't have Michael Myers, which is kind of the big selling point of the franchise. Um, you know, obviously that's going to play a, a huge factor when this movie is initially released. So now just a little bit of kind of tidbits and trivia with regards to this movie. So the Silver Shamrock kind of uh, jingle that they used in this, they used the music for London Bridges Falling Down because it was in public domain, so they didn't have to pay any anything to use that in order to make their jingle for this. So I thought that was kind of interesting. I, I actually didn't realize that it was uh, done to the music of London Bridges Falling Down. Did you know that at yeah, all? Yeah, it doesn't sound like it that, that much, does it? No, it, re- it really doesn't. So it, that was a very smart choice on their part to kind of mm-hmm. keep costs down with regards to, you know, music rights and, and all that. So yep. Um, the next thing is the voice operator that Chalice uh, keeps getting when he tries to call out of Santa, Marie, Santa Mira is actually Jamie Lee Curtis. I didn't actually realize that because I, I didn't think she was actually a part of the movie at all. But the mm-hmm. just to know that she actually had a small part just doing voice work is kind of right. cool. Because obviously yeah, we have cool. Nancy Loomis in the beginning, who's uh, Chalice's ex-wife. 
mm-hmm. who played Annie in the first and second movie. So it's kind of cool that, you know, with the whole, when they were trying to do the whole anthology thing, they kind of had some people from the previous installments, you know, involved with it in some fashion. So I thought that was kind of a cool touch. And um, the last thing is uh, the, the, the one thing uh, when Tom Atkins character is in, you know, the factory and he throws that skull mask over the security camera. uh, Tommy Lee Wallace actually talked about how it took them like 40 takes to get that done. And the reason why they, they ended up doing it was because when they were, just kind of uh, rehearsing before they were going to shoot, Tommy Atkins actually just playfully tossed the mask in it and caught it on the camera on the first try. And so they decided to add that into the movie, um, but then it took 40 takes for him to be able to do it again on camera. So, Yeah. It's just funny how you can just nail something like that on a first try, but then um, not be able to do it again, and it takes right. just a fuck ton of times to, to get it done, so... I thought that was kind of funny, but so with Halloween three, like, like we alluded to is that this is kind of a departure from the Michael Myers story and, and goes away from Haddonfield and moves to Northern California is where this takes place. Uh, we start off with, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a chase scene, uh, featuring, um, and I forget his name, uh, Harry, Harry, uh, Grimbridge, who, uh, kind of in the story goes to pick up a, a shipment of these masks and ends up finding out their dirty secret of silver shamrock. And then he ends up getting uh, chased down and ultimately killed in, in the beginning of the movie. So that's kind of how it starts out. The one thing I like with Halloween three is that the kind of atmosphere of the movie is very uh, creepy and they do a good job with the music because the music is definitely way different than what they did in Halloween one and two. And uh, John Carpenter and Alan Haworth. Uh, but it's a, still good. It is. It is very good. Because I kind of like the more droning-sounding uh, music for this. And it just it fits so well with the story. Because obviously you've got that kind of droning kind of music. but And you're dealing with androids and robots and, and shit like that. So uh, it kind of all fits together with, with, within the story with the music. So I, I, I do like that, how they differentiated with this movie to, to change the music and just kind of make it more moody and, and stuff like that too. Um, and that's kind of some of the stuff that I really love more with this movie is just kind of the atmosphere and the moodiness of it. And it, it yeah. starts off right away, especially with that first scene, you know? Um, what, so what, what are your kind of uh, opening thoughts with regards to this movie? Uh, great opening scene. The chase minus the title cards. I'm not a fan of the title cards because mm-hmm. there's a one hour later title card. Right. But yeah, great opening scene. Uh, really shows off Tommy Lee Wallace's um, directorial skills. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I definitely agree with there too. Um, and the, the movie is shot very well as well. And that has a lot to do with obviously the director of photography. Cause I mean, same guy that did, one and two did three. So, I mean, the, the kind of look and everything. Dean Cudney's always done a really good job, I think, with yeah. uh, all the movies that he's been a part of for um, doing cinematography and stuff like that. Just his, he is such an artist when it comes to that. Oh, yeah, and for sure. It's, it's just, it's so well done. And then just the direction, obviously, like you said, with Tommy Lee Wallace, it, it just all kind of works together um, to its benefit. And, you know, I, I can understand why so many people 
didn't want to see this movie or hate on this movie because of it not having Michael Myers. But if they just sat down and just for, forget for an hour and a half that it's called Halloween 3, just go off of Season of the Witch. If you just give it a fucking chance, it's a fucking decent horror movie, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's it's a different Halloween type of story. It's It's like... I, I understand, but at the same time, I don't understand. I mean, you're, you're going off because it doesn't have Michael Myers in it and it's not set in Haddonfield and doesn't right. have these, you know, cast of characters that you're used to. Uh, I mean, granted, it doesn't have that, but so what? I mean, it's a movie. I mean, and yeah. and a lot of that's where, like, I, I can understand, but at the same time, for myself, you know, I'm very kind of easygoing when it comes to movies too, so maybe it's just... Because I'm so easy going with it, I I just I just don't see the understand really the hate for it. Cause, I mean, obviously at first I didn't want to see it because it didn't have Michael Myers in it. But when I just sat down and watched it, I fucking loved the movie, you know. <clears throat> but so, anyways, that's just my little spiel about that. Uh, so you know, obviously Harry gets attacked uh, by these androids. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen the forty year old movie, I mean, you should. Go watch it, honestly. Go watch it right now. Right. So he's basically he's got these assassins after him to, you know, keep him from getting, you know, this news out about what Silver Shamrock's actually doing and kind of their whole plotting against basically humanity and, you know, playing the trick on the children as uh, Colonel Cochran um, alludes to later on in the movie, you know, the ultimate trick. The ultimate trick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, you know, he ends up uh, getting attacked, but then he makes it to the this gas station, you know, an hour later, like you would said, <laughs> and uh, um, ends up getting help from the gas uh, station attendant there and takes him to the hospital and whatnot. Um, but obviously, the the assassins end up are following the dude, so he ends up seeing who's taking him, and they follow him to the hospital. Basically, end up yep. fucking killing him as he's clutching one of these masks uh, to his chest. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, uh, Tom Atkins plays a doctor in the movie, which, you know, he has a lot of these like um, almost like a private eye kind of qualities about him. But he's a fucking doctor, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and he ends up trying to figure out what the hell's going on with this. Why this guy showed up, why he ended up being killed in the hospital, why this other guy decided to burn himself to death in the car after killing yeah. the guy. You know, it's like a whole fucked up situation. Then he goes into fucking private eye mode and just trying to figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a it's a decent premise, you know, for a movie. It's kind of like a almost kind of like a mystery at the same time of being horror. It's 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 got a good mix of different things in this movie, which it's I really, unique. Really like. At this point, I don't think there have been many outright horror movies that were like this. I mean, it's a whodunit, but like. Right, there, it's, it's more than that. Exactly, because you got supernatural elements to it. You got basically sci-fi elements with the androids side of oh, things. Yeah. Plus, mm-hmm. you've got just straight horror elements. You know, um, especially with like those assassins. You know, basically being serial killers. You know. Oh yeah. So it's it's all kind of a, a lot of different things, and and mm-hmm. I, I'm here for it. I, I fucking love the movie, so it's it's all good to me. Um, so, you know, after uh, we, because we meet Chalice and, you know, we, we, we see him in the hospital. We also see him interacting with his ex-wife, uh, once again, who's Nancy Loomis from Halloween 1 and 2. 
And, you know, obviously their relationship is strained because he's not really been around for their kids and whatnot. And so she's pissed mm-hmm. off about that. And then, you know, him being a doctor, he's he has a hard time with being around a lot because if he's getting called into work fucking constantly, it's understandable why he's not around as much as he probably would like to. Oh, yeah. So we, we see that relationship, and then we see how he is in the hospital. Um, and we, we get introduced to Harry's daughter, um, Ellie, who is wanting to f- figure out what's going on, why are, why her dad's dead and everything. And then, um, you know, that, that that's how they end up meeting up. And then they're going to go find the Silver Sam- Shamrock Company because obviously he was clutching the the mask to his chest when he was fucking killed. Mm-hmm. So they're going to find out why, you know, he was chased, why somebody killed him, why somebody burned themselves to death in a fucking car outside of the hospital after killing the dude. So it's, it's a lot. It's, it's almost a lot to take in, but at the same time, it's, it's not really. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it, what, the one thing I do like with this movie is that it does keep moving. It's like there's, there isn't really a lot of dull moments within the movie. At least I don't think. I mean, yeah. you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I, I can't remember one point where it's like dull and doesn't really move at a good pace. And honestly, it, it doesn't feel like it's an hour and a half long, you know, when oh, you're watching no. it. The only thing I'd say is dull. It's not really dull. It's just not really needed. The amount of sex scenes in this movie. That's very true. But at the same time, Tom Atkins is always about the ladies, getting the ladies. So That's right. That's right. Um, so I, I, I can understand because the stash, that stash is irresistible. Can't say no, man. No, you can't fucking love it. Um, so, but I, I, I can understand that because the, the sex scene kind just kind of come out of nowhere. Um, and they're not really needed. And, uh, you could have definitely cut those out and it wouldn't have really affected anything with the, you know, the story of, of everything. It's just. Yeah, they they were just kind of it, it almost felt kind of extra and yeah, they really could have just left without it. Uh one thing that I do like and honestly it's probably my favorite kill in this whole movie is when they're at the the motel in Santa Mira. Mm-hmm. Um when that one lady who's there to pick up a, a shipment and she drops the silver shamrock pin in the in the motel room. Mm-hmm. But then she sees that there's, you know, the, the microchip on the inside of it. And she starts fucking around with it. Number one, why would you fuck around with something like that? Not knowing what the fuck it is, knowing that you're not some kind of like computer whiz or anything like that. But she's just sitting here picking and prodding this fucking thing with the fucking piece of metal, yep. you know, her fucking hair clip. And the thing shoots her right in the fucking face, which is just looks phenomenal. Even even though it's like eighties, like uh, you know, graphics and whatnot, and kind of looks a little cheesy, but at the same time, it looks still fucking cool even to this day uh, with that. But then you see the the damage it does, and just leaves a fucking huge ass hole in the middle of her face. Oh yeah. And then you see the the bugs and shit just start crawling out and all that, like. I know the, 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 the makeup effects aren't the best in this movie, but at the same time, it just still looks so cool, and it just still looks so fucking gnarly. Um, what, what would you say is your favorite kill in this movie? The end, actually, where uh, he fights the android version of his love interest um, 
Well, A, he doesn't know it's an android until she attacks him. Right. But then, you know, the the big reveal is, you know, halfway about halfway through the movie, that kid puts the mask on and watches the commercial and his head turns to bugs and snakes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole plan. They want every kid to happen to that kid, to the kids. And so he's calling the radio station, turn it off. That is my favorite part is the very, very end. It's such a dark ending, too. It is, too. I mean, it's it's so, like, bleak because, I mean, you, you, you know that... Cochran's trying to fucking just kill just millions of people because you know millions of people have bought in these masks and they're wanting the huge big giveaway and everything that's happening at 9 p.m. And it's just so like it's so dark, like very, very fucking dark. It's probably the darkest ending out of all the Halloween movies, honestly. And it's it fits so well just kind of with kind of the moodiness of the of the movie too which is why i think it's so effective you know mm-hmm. and uh i i i don't think they could have ended it any other way honestly because you don't know if that third uh channel ends up finally being cut off or not you know um because it just kind of cuts to black with him screaming so you don't know if all these people fucking die you don't know if they fucking live because they finally cut it off you just don't know Right. Um, and that's what I love about it. It just kind of leaves that kind of mystery about it, which is, I think, fucking fantastic. Um, I like how they kind of fit Stonehenge into the whole story, too, about having, you know, the, the, the rock from there, and it's got this these powers, basically, and they're trying to harness these powers to, um, you know, kill all these people and all that, and... The, 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 the one th- problem I have with the movie is when Cochran finally comes and meets his end because it looks just so bad. Like, I, I can handle some, like, bad, uh, like, effects and whatnot, but that mm-hmm. just, number one, whatever they used, it did not look anything like him, you know, for when he got uh, basically changed into basically stone or whatnot. Yeah. Before he was disintegrated and exploded. Mm-hmm. Uh it just did not look anything like him, like at all, like not even a close resemblance. Um, so I think they could have did better with that. But I, 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 I like the concept of what they're trying to do there to eliminate yeah. him. I, I just don't think it was done the best with with how they did it. But I mean, that's just one minor thing, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I did like the kind of nods to, you know, the original Halloween in there, how they had it, like, playing on the TV and whatnot. So they kind of played it off as that was a movie, you know, in this universe, basically. And Mm -hmm. so I kind of like that that they at least incorporated Michael Myers at least a little bit in the movie by doing it that way. Uh, Even though I I really would have rather have had, like, a a proper Halloween 3 with Michael Myers, obviously. Yeah. I, I thought that at least it was a nice nod to know uh, to show what came before, you know, with that. Right. Um, uh, is there anything in particular that you think could have been done better with this movie? Honestly, not much, considering it was made in the eighties. But um, for what they did do well, the effects of when they melted that kid's head, mm. a they had the balls to kill a kid. Oh yeah. B that effect just oh dude the how mushy it gets and just like it's empty all of a sudden. Yeah. Oh, it looks so good. I fucking love that. 
That was such a good kill. Honestly, that 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 kill was pretty. That that was definitely the second best kill in 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 the movie. Was when they killed the kid and his parents mm-hmm. in that in that waiting room or watching room, um, yeah. testing room actually is what it was. But uh, that was pretty good. Uh, even the even when Harry gets killed in the beginning, it, getting that fucking bridge of your nose ripped up, uh, that oh, just yeah. looked fucking gnarly. That like that was probably the best effect, mm-hmm. like practical effect in the movie was that, and it just looks so gross and just looks so painful. So, oh yeah, that 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 would have been that would probably be categorized as probably the best effect. Not necessarily my favorite effect, uh, obviously with the. Um, laser beam shooting in the woman's mouth was my favorite, but probably mm-hmm. de- best done effect is what I would say with that one. So, um, yeah, I, one thing I, I liked in this too, cause we talked about Jamie Lee Curtis, uh, being the voice on, on the phone and, uh, Nancy Loomis being, um, Chalice's wife. Uh, we also got Dick Warlock who was like kind of the main assassin in this movie who mm-hmm. was Michael Myers in, in part two. Yep. So they brought him back, which I thought was a, a great as well. So he played a, kind of a henchman versus being the the actual bad guy, like he was obviously being Michael Myers in, in part two. Uh, so I thought that was nice that they brought him back as well. So, oh yeah. I mean, overall, it, like I said, yes, it doesn't have Michael Myers. Yes, it's not in Haddonfield. Yes, it doesn't have anything to do with that storyline. But if people just gave it a chance and just watched it i i think more people would actually like it than you know who the people that just kind of write it off because it doesn't have michael myers in it you know mm-hmm. um it, I, I just don't think it gets enough love you know like like the other ones which i, I understand again I, I i understand because it's not in the in the continuity of Michael Myers and and whatnot, mm-hmm. so I I get it, I, I do get it. I, I just think it it deserves more love than what it actually gets, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I mean, ov- overall, very dark movie, very well put together. I think it was very well written as well. Um, the the directing was there, the cinematography was on point, the acting was very good, especially for an eighties horror movie. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think they could have had a better cast. I, I thought the cast was fucking phenomenal in this. Overall, very, very solid, very good horror movie for the early 80s. Um, is there any final kind of thoughts that you had on the movie? Uh, let's see. Uh, if you haven't seen this, but you've listened to the episode, I highly recommend you go watch it. Um, don't let anybody's opinions stray you if they have bad opinions about the movie. Uh, this is one you definitely need to uh, opinionate yourself on, for sure. Right. And uh, I love this movie a lot. Uh, I haven't seen it in a long while. I watched bits and pieces in preparation for this episode. Just uh, a few key moments in the movie. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, pretty soon I'll sit down and watch it in its entirety. Very cool. Yeah, this is definitely one that uh, is in my uh, rotation every Halloween. So I've got like a set amount of Halloween movies I watch. Um, cause obviously I'll watch one and two. I'll watch three. Um, and then I'll watch four. I usually skip five, six H two O and resurrection. Cause I, mm-hmm. they're, they're kind of my least favorite of the series. Yeah. And then, then now I will, I'll watch uh, 18 because I fucking loved Halloween 18. So, 
Um, Halloween 2018, so good. I might, depending if you get somebody or not in the next few weeks, I might go ahead and join you for that one. Okay. Um, I love that one a lot. Yeah, I, I definitely don't have anybody for that one yet. So that one, uh, H2O and uh, Resurrection, I'm I'm still searching for people to be on. But uh, yeah, so uh, yeah, definitely if you're up for 18, I I would definitely love to have you that for that one for sure. Um. But yeah, I mean, we're gonna like I like I said uh, in in the last few episodes, and, and 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 with this episode, is we're covering every single Halloween movie. So we're we're, we're reviewing one through Kills ultimately, because I'll be doing for sure an episode on Kills after that's released. Because I'm gonna go see that opening day, and then I'm gonna for sure mm-hmm. if 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 I don't have anybody else that's seen it at that point, I'll record a a review of that myself and have that up. For you guys, early that mon uh, that Monday morning after it gets released. Sweet. But uh, with that being said, you know you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. All of them are at CLS Podcast. We do hope you guys enjoyed this uh, show. Before we get out of here, though, what would you rate this out of five? Man, this is a solid four point five out of five for me. All right, perfect for me. This one's a, a solid three out of five. Um, I, I definitely enjoy it. It's uh, it's it's not as good as obviously the ones with with Michael in it and that whole storyline because that's always just mm-hmm. so fascinating. And it's the Halloween movies are, are besides Nightmare on Elm Street. It's it's my uh, well, I go back and forth between Nightmare and and Halloween being my favorite uh, series overall. Mm-hmm. With uh, kind of Friday's always right there too, uh, but. Yeah, so it's very solid, very, very good for especially not being a Michael Myers movie. So definitely three out of five. It's it's got everything. It's got the atmosphere, it's got the music, it's got the cinematography, it's got the the cast. It's got everything working for it. It's the main thing that's against it is the Halloween name and not being centered around Michael Myers. So that's the biggest downfall with it. I don't see it as a downfall because um, it's it's kind of just a step away before it comes back strong with Halloween Four, which we'll be talking about next week. And but yeah, I mean overall, it's it's a very good movie. But we would mm-hmm. also love to know what you guys think, and and you can always reach out to us through our social media and let us know. But with that being said, we hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. And if there's nothing else, we will see you guys next week. See ya. This episode of the Crystal Lake Soldiers Podcast is brought to you by the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at CLS Podcast. Until next time. Stay safe, campers.